Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. I forgot what button muted you, so I just muted them all. So oh, right on. Fix that later. No um, worries. No worries at all. It's not like we have other friends that come on this podcast, so no, or even listen to it. To be Everyone's, honest, I mean, we know we have the stats. We yeah, know we that do. no one in Kansas is listening to that shit. We know there's one person in Kansas that listens to at listens least one, to it, at yeah. least one, and that's at it. At least one, and that's uh, it. It's been a crazy day for the news. You want to talk about some of that stuff? I wrote some down. Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear uh, it. I saw about... Rudy Giuliani's mugshot. That was funny. What? I didn't even see that one. What, for the real? Ghoul? Yeah. The ghoul? Yeah. Hold on, let me see. Let me see. I always call him Gugliani, and Regan thought I like didn't know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> Gabba Gugliani. Oh, man. I gotta admit, Giuliani looks hard for that photo. Yeah. He looks pretty hard. <laughs> That's pretty good. He either the, looks uh, like he's about to tell on everybody or not say a word. He he really looks like he's not gonna say a word. Yeah. Uh, I think he's in pretty deep to uh, say anything, honestly. You know, I don't think he wants to draw the ire yeah. Of, uh, anybody else? Uh, the other news that I was going to talk about was Yevgeny Prigozhin shot down over fucking Russia by. Oh yeah, Russia yeah. Just killed. What the fuck Insane is going on over there, dude? Shit, like, dude. <laughs> what the oh fuck? My. I, I was like, I was like talking to a friend about it. And I was like, imagine if Joe Biden just killed a former general. Today. Yeah, like just dude. shot him down. Was like, and, then, right. and then went on the, and went on an event right after. Didn't say a word. About <laughs> <it>. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, you're just like, oh my god. Hey, what about that guy? Who? Well, I've never never heard of that guy in my life. Not at all. Not one bit. No, uh, never heard of yeah. him. Uh, the guy who tried to coup you two months yeah, ago. Yeah, that's what I, I do not recall. Who, I can't who remember. Sped run a coup that was over in twenty four hours. I was like, he he came for the king. He didn't miss. He just stopped. Yeah, he was he like, just, I'm good. Uh, I don't know. All right. I don't know. I was like, you can't bull rush Putin, dude. I, I was like. And then he was flying around in planes over Russia. I'm like, are you nuts? Terrible like, idea. Do you think you're just untouchable? Yeah, no. It, I mean, it, I was like, avoid any tall buildings. Don't drink any tea. Yeah. And don't get in any airplanes. That man's killed people die. for less, dude. Killed oh, harder people for less. Dude, so I was like, I just, I couldn't believe. It. And the video of it, like, it was crazy because it was like news that the plane that he was on was uh or crashed and then within minutes of me getting that bbc thing i'm on reddit and i see someone's like here's a cell phone video of his plane falling out oh of the my sky God, i was like dude. oh that's crazy God. dude <laughs> the technological like, age of war and you can see that there's like a big plume of smoke in the air and then the, you can watch the plane fall and it's missing a wing. Oh, like, yeah. That that, you don't just crash. Yeah. Come a on. wing just doesn't come off, dude. Yeah. It'd be so funny if the whole time Putin maintains like, uh, it just fell. The yeah, plane just the fell plane, down. which would not surprise me in the slightest if that was the story and he stuck with it till the day he died. Because like, uh, I was like... I, I was telling my one friend, I was like, I can't believe they got video of it. I was like, well, that means that something was happening that drew their attention to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, 
Like I was like, the plane wasn't making, dude. A plane as high up as that thing was, they didn't hear that. Yeah, it was no, definitely it, it got someone was, shot. Yeah, someone yeah. was shooting at it. That they were like, yeah. someone was like, oh, I should pull my phone out and and yeah. watch this. <laughs> Dude, um, insane shit. Yeah, that's I, fucking I, bananas. That is. Bonkers. I was like, I couldn't imagine being in Russia and you're just like, that's happening. And you're like, are we okay? Yeah, like, it, that's that's right outside your door. You're just like, all right, well, yeah, this is what's happening. I guess I got to deal with that. A uh, big congrats to for some positive news to India for being the first nation in the world to land on the moon's south pole and nice. their first successful moon mission. That's I think that's tight. pretty exciting. Yeah, it was their third attempt. Uh, you know, third time's a charm. Yeah. Everybody's got to learn, you know. They did it for cheap, which I think is awesome. Uh, I was hell like, hell yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> you don't need all that fancy yeah, shit. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> You you could land on the bottom of the moon. Go into the so, yeah. moon, go into the moon for cheap. Okay, go into the Titanic for cheap. Not okay. Not, Not okay. okay. <laughs> Sending a drone to the moon for cheap. Yeah, give it a whirl. Yeah, try it out. Go into the Titanic for cheap. Do not do that. No, that is a terrible Spend idea. Top dollar. Yeah, a, a hot hot dollar. I was like gonna look for pictures, and then I was like, I mean, yeah. It's the moon. Yeah, <laughs> we all see, we've it. all seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I was like, yeah, that's not really that exciting in the in the grand term of space exploration, but it's good news for them. Yeah. And the more nations that do it, that the better. And this was right after Russia's. I think it was a moon. Uh, I think their plan was a moon rover as well. Uh, it just exploded. Okay. So, so yeah. India's getting it done. Yeah. When Russia previously, you know, one of the best to ever do it is now can't even get anything in the sky anymore. You don't say. Uh, uh, they can get things out of the yeah, sky. Yeah, they, they are the very best. good at getting things out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're Ukrainian drones. And yeah, apparently. and <laughs> I mean, the only reason they're really good at getting things out of the sky is because the U.S. doesn't really have to, like, get things out of the sky a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but when we do, trust me, we'll fucking... That's true. We're champs, baby. I'm um, reading a new book, uh, because I finished my last one that was about... Uh, it was about the waters of the Ogallala being depleted. It was actually about Southwest Kansas specifically. So kind of interesting, kind of a lame book, but now I'm reading this book about, uh, uh, the mythic world war three, but with no nukes, you know, but this guy who wrote it was an army tactician officer who was responsible for, uh, analyzing Soviet, uh, tactics and whatnot. And so he's writing the book from the Soviets' perspective. Oh, nice! I'm pretty stoked about it. Yeah, I got some exciting drama to read. Yeah, because the the not Soviet side of it is uh, Red Storm Rising by Tom Clancy. That's like one of his most famous books. Everybody, everybody raves about that book. This is the other side of that. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, now I'm I'm really expanding my uh, because again I'm going to be definitive expert. Yeah, fucking Cold War, dude. Of course, as you should, as any man should. Yeah, there comes a point in a man's life that they have to be a definitive expert of Cold War. You need to pick a war. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you got to pick a war and stick with one. Yeah, yeah. I I mean to be honest, I'm about done with World War II. I think I've learned. Everything there is to learn. Humans will learn about it. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. Uh, I also had another story. It wasn't a big story that had a lot of details, but it was four Nigerian men stayed on the rudder of a cargo ship oh, all yeah. the way across the Pacific Ocean to or no to Nigeria. So I guess that'd be the Atlantic. Uh, all the way to Brazil. They thought they were going to Europe. 
So they were confused about where they were. Two of them actually were like, can you just send me back to Nigeria? Yeah, I'd like Which to. I was like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> I was All like, you that, don't want to. Just try, try it out? Yeah, you want to try it out over here? It's new. They're like, they're like what? This place is as shitty as Nigeria. Yeah. Stay here. <laughs> Fuck it. At least I speak Nigerian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, damn, that sucks. One of the many languages. How? There. Yeah. I, I was How? like. Man, you got dude. They just sat on the rudder. Isn't that how long insane? was that journey? Two weeks, fourteen Damn. days, fourteen, 14 days, days, just sitting on the 3, rudder, five hundred miles, just out in the sea. That's crazy, dude. I was like, you guys got really lucky. Yeah, that incredibly there wasn't a storm lucky, or a big wave or nothing. I would like chain myself to the rudder or something. I don't know. I don't know what I you could do. do that I wouldn't one. do that either. <laughs> but I, I just. I wouldn't be in that situation. I'm gonna figure out getting on one of the fucking cargo containers rather than the goddamn yeah, rudder. I feel like getting on the do. rudder of the ship is for leaving like Afghanistan. Yeah, as, you know what I mean, or like North Vietnam. You know, like that's like all right, I'll risk the rudder. Yeah, yeah, that's last. Resort I don't know. Tactics. Things are just kind of bad, and I'm yeah. like, damn, dude, that's you should get your deets straight yeah. before you get on the rudder of the ship. <laughs> Granted, I mean, I guess it's fortunate enough that we've never been in that position to be like, I got to, I got to get on the rudder of this ship. And I mean, if we have to run away, we'll just go to Canada. Yeah, so obviously. Yeah, duh, that's yeah. fair. That you know what? What are they going to do? Shoot us? No. Well, yeah, you don't have any guns, yeah, idiot. You hit me with a hockey stick, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> a fall for the fall in a syrup trap. Yeah, <laughs> it's not fucking happening. Absolute goobers, dude. Um, I well, saw that's all I had for my little notes, but you know, crazy stuff going on. Yeah, I saw that they were digging up BTK killers' uh, property in Oklahoma. Digging it up? What do you mean? To like look oh. for bodies? Oh, why? Now? Just uh, I. That's a great question. I don't know. I didn't read the article. I was just like, my boss sent it to me. I skimmed through it, and I was like, why now? I was like, why would you? Did he? Did he say something? Maybe I should have. Did, looked a little more I don't know. Depth. Did someone else fucking have a tip? You know what I, I mean? I mean, that dude was wheeling, dealing, and killing for a minute. So, like, I'd be surprised I if there... I thought the BTK killer was, like, more talk than not. Uh, like, he said that he killed a bunch and and that the police don't think he did kill that many. I mean, most I of them was... said that they killed a bunch. Uh, I thought it was the other way around. I thought a lot of serial killers get caught that they think did way more than what they got them for. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, most of the time... they killed little kids. Yeah, most of the time it's... It's, you get caught, and then you're charged with, like, will you chill the fuck out? Oh, What my the fuck God. is going on? Jeez, that's not like a, a third laugh. Not a, not a single moment in your motherfucking life have you ever had a run like that for survival. You've been a house cat your entire fucking life, and every time someone moves, quit, oh, are you going to lick the banister like I'm not yelling at you? Oh, Look at me. Every time someone moves, all of a sudden, you just want to fucking speed off into nowhere. You've never had to live like that. You've never had to fight for survival. You've never been in that situation. Stop acting fact, like she, it. She just goes, she, when her tum-tum gets a little sick, she just throw, throws Yeah, up. you just throw up on the floor. Stop acting like she you're fucking in the jungle. It's fun to pretend, but holy shit. It is fun to pretend. It is fun to pretend. You know what? You can pretend, but just be mindful of things around you. Who went like, I'm petting her. Week. You I'm did. I'm not rushing to start. I you still did. remember. I did? Okay. Yeah. Because we oh, did a Oh, Reagan and I also that. just finished, uh, we actually just finished Righteous Gemstones. Oh, no shit. What'd you think? Dude, the last end episode was wonderful. All right. It was great. I, dude, I was I, like, Reagan and I were like, is the series over? Because this felt, that felt like the end of the show. 
you know. Yeah, that's what that's that's exactly what I thought. I was like, how are they going to do another season after this? And it was so funny because Reagan was like, "I'm I'm glad it ended like that. It was it was really good. I'm glad they can play in it three seasons like that." And I was like, "There's a fourth season." Yeah, there's a fourth. Yeah, there's a fourth season confirmed. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, it was a really good episode. Um, it was a little uh, neat. I mean, the locust thing was kind of crazy. I was like, "What? Where the fuck did that?" I thought the same thing. I thought Uh, maybe I was like, "Did I miss some like mention of it earlier in the season?" But no, it's just it's biblical. So, but I was like, when that happened, I was like, "I don't know how I feel about this." And then it happened, and I was like, "Okay, it wasn't. It was they. They did it. uh, They did a good job doing it. Um, A decent job." I was like. I was like, this is a good way to give everyone an opportunity to to seal up their storyline for yeah. the, the season. Yeah. But then that's why I was like, to clear up all of those, are they really like done now? You know. That's what I thought too. I, I again, I was like, how are you going to make another season after this? But I guess. But at the same time, you know, maybe if they have an idea for the next season, it's good to wrap up this petty shit that's not going to be yeah enough fair. to carry into the next season. Why? I wonder why Gideon had a fucking neck brace on the entire he hurt himself we know that yeah in the show but i'm like is there like an outside reason you had to wear a neck brace the entire i I thought it yeah i I get what you mean every scene you were in you had a neck brace on and you were and you weren't even like acting like your neck was hurt so i'm like what happened to you what's going on there you get like punched in the neck or something i'm curious yeah Um, let's see i just i don't know doesn't make any sense for, that's a weird oh listen okay so uh okay 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 i just found it i had to uh type reddit into the end of it there you go so that guy's name that cute little weird man child boy yeah. he's 27 what damn the fuck? i cannot <laughs> guess uh he in september 2022 skylar gizondo sued hairstylist i won't say her name might as well save her for uh yeah. giving him a neck massage in the set of licorice pizza causing severe neck injuries damn there we go he really? had to wear the brace he needed no the brace. shit yeah that's crazy holy shit yeah you know it's funny you say that i didn't even think about it but it is really weird that he kept it off yeah the, the entire yeah. The, like no he was hurt it just, I think that it, guy just was hurt. it made no sense to me because i'm like they wouldn't just do that like they wouldn't just give him that neck brace unless it was there for a like unless it was like part of the story. part of the story yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. A, it's like the fat mac yeah of it's always sunny you yeah. know they just like, he just is fatter you yeah know? like that's it exactly yeah. exactly so it's really fucking funny yeah uh, did i you, hadn't even thought about that yeah did you watch the newer episode of what we do in the shadows oh dude i just like every time a new episode comes out this season i'm just like so thankful yeah like, thank you for just being so good I can't believe how good it is. So, like the last this last episode, I know I've already said it once this season at least, but I was like, that was one of the best episodes they've ever had. The creatures one. Yes, you thought it was one of the best episodes they ever had. Reagan, yeah, Reagan and I loved that episode. I did. It was so I, depraved, dude. It yeah. was the most like nasty, weird shit they have yeah. ever. It, I, done. it was a good episode. And I thought it was hilarious, but I was like, eh, it wasn't my favorite. It's actually, it's, uh, let me see here. Let's see. Let's check some. Uh, I really liked that episode. Why didn't you, what didn't you like about it? I don't know. I just didn't hit with me. I don't know why. It just didn't. I really liked the, the classroom, uh, antics of it. I thought that was funny as fuck. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, my favorite thing is that they keep having new ideas for the energy vampire and it's yeah. just so good and he's like he's like you know being the cool teacher is like one of the most incredible ways to feed and then he was horrible and he has like a lot of really funny jokes I don't know if everybody would catch it uh, but there was this one part where he was like uh, I'd rather be reading Bukowski. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, Bukowski is like famous for like if someone loves it, they're an asshole. Yeah, like, if, if someone <laughs> likes Charles Bukowski, they're an asshole. I uh, and, uh, they just there's so many good details like that for his jokes. Yeah, I love that they're like we're not gonna stop making seasons ever. Oh uh, yeah, I was gonna. I didn't know if you saw that interview. Reagan yeah. and I read it, or I read that too, and I was like so excited because they're like. We want it to go forever. I'm like, hey, yeah, thank too. God. Thank God. Me too. That's what this world needs right now. A show that goes on. A good show that goes on forever. Dude, the 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 fucked up. I like. How did you not love the fucked up Guillermo abomination? Yeah, the, I, and, they were and good. Fucking, and him just being like telling it, or uh, Laszlo just telling Guillermo, kill them. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> they make me. They remind me of my failed kill experiments. Them. Yeah, kill them. Um, <laughs> Bro, it has been so motherfucking hot here. Oh my it god, has been dude! So hot. Oh, everybody in Kansas is posting about it on Snapchat. I think so, it's so funny hot. It's, it's like horrible. It is, I cannot dude. Imagine. I left, it was literally thirty-five degrees hotter today in dude, Kansas than it, it was where I. It looked. I, I went outside. I was. I went outside at work, and there was a lady like passed out in the bushes, and I was like, "Oh, so I no went, shit." I went down there. And I was like, "You're all right," and she was like, "Didn't respond," and then I was like, you, "You're all right," and then she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "It's fucking hot, isn't it?" And she was like, "Yeah." So I, it was like a homeless lady. So I went and you got it. Did you call? I well, I made sure she was okay, and then I went and got her a bottle of water, and just she was like, "Yeah," and just like fucking yeah, yeah. hot, and I was like, "I know it is." I, dude, I saw. Killer. I had the exact same experience. Someone doing that like straight on the like uh, the street, Ooh. but it was at the end of it was end of a. Uh, cul-de-sac street that was dead oh yeah no one yeah. would drive but i was like it was like in the blazing sun like, are you, yeah. like, you all right that can't so, like, be good thumbs up and i'm like okay if you say so and then when i i it was in i was doing a walk back and forth so i came back and i was like still good <laughs> <laughs> all right it's still okay but yeah dude it's been so hot like your lows have been higher than our highs. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ri- it's, it's. I was. I saw that it was going to get down. Let me see. Hold on. I was just looking at Lawrence. It's one hundred right now. Oh, it's so. Bad. Uh, the low. Yeah, the low today for you guys is seventy nine, and the high today was seventy five. Move, dude. Kansas dude, is an bad. unlivable wasteland. Do you think it's in ten years we're gonna have less or more days like this? I mean, more obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Uh, I had like I had someone cancel a meeting I had tomorrow because it was gonna be so hot. They were like, "Yeah, it's just gonna They're be like, too it's hot." It's like it's like fucking Dune outside. Yeah, dude. dude. Yeah. Can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> work, work in the office is canceled. Yeah, if your car goes out. You'll fucking just die, dude. Somebody, we were leaving work the other day, and somebody's car stopped working because it was too hot. It was. It just cooked it up. Yeah, it just cooked dude. it up. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, it's- "You're getting like Kansas is having days where it could be hot enough that planes can't fly." That's insane that's real. to think about. That's, that's real. fucking insane to think about. 
And then at that point, it, it, it'll it cook in engines and planes. Like you can't escape. No, you to, yeah, you can't walk out. It's too hot. Yeah, you get are out of there, dude. Fuck, dude. I just come up to Pennsylvania. So nice up here. It it's sounds like, it's gonna way get down better. To Sixty-three. It was a nice. It didn't rain at all, but it was kind of cloudy, and it, it got up to seventy-five. It was a wonderful day. The high for the whole week will be eighty-one degrees. Damn. And it'll be it'll be like almost every night. It says it's going to be sixty-one. Or yeah, it's supposed to cool down Saturday at a crisp eighty-four degrees. Uh, I'm sorry, ninety-one. Dude, that's, oh. <laughs> so by Sunday it'll be eighty-four. That's going to feel incredible. Yeah, it's going to feel great. So. And it's supposed to rain. I'm like, oh god, we need that rain. It's Bring, gonna, yeah. The water's going to like boil. As yeah, it as it hits ground. the ground, dude. I just oh. Good lord, I can't. That is, that's scary shit, dude. Like, if power goes out, people are gonna die, die. fast. Straight like, up, just fucking die. Die. Yeah. Um, like that is a not good. Yeah, that's a problem. But you know, global warming Pro- doesn't exist. Problem. That global warming doesn't exist. That's true because we have winter time, so it balances each other out. As long yeah. as there's <laughs> snow somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, dude. My the craziest thing lately was there was that news about uh. The Gulf Stream is like it's three to forty years from collapsing. Nice, not not, but three years, yeah. way sooner than anybody thought. Yeah, ooh, and, ooh. and that would mean that would make England like like Canada cold. I'm like a whole nation getting changed Damn. to a new climate. I'm like, could you that, fucking dude, imagine? That would be insane. What? It's like you're living in Ireland. They're like, okay, well, this is now Iceland. Yeah, you effectively live in Iceland. We're co- it's like, about to get holy. real fucking cold around these parts. Fuck, that's crazy. They ain't got no motherfucking yeah. So I was like, man, I don't know. I feel like I could live in England. And someone was like, yeah, they don't have AC because you know whatever. No. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go ahead and not move over <laughs> that's there. That's not gonna work. Yeah, for me. I run my AC in the winter time, so I'm gonna need. <laughs> I'm gonna need devil. that. <laughs> You are the devil. You got to keep it uh, morgue cold in this house, dude. I'm I'm gonna make, I'm gonna run as much stuff as I can before I go. I'm I've been r- trying to be outside as much as fucking possible because fall is go- happening, and I'm trying to get. I'm trying to absorb and store as much sunlight <laughs> into my body. Um, it gets so dark so fast here. I, I, yeah, I I, uh, I heard it's supposed to be a particularly brutal brutal winter this winter. Um, is all the reports I'm seeing? What again, exciting weather weather event do you think you'll get to experience? Uh, do you think it'll be one of those giga ice days when it was like negative? Oh, that would be or, so tight. Or are we gonna get the ultra blizzards where it snows fucking three feet? I would love you know, like both a day. of those, actually. Both of them. I don't know. I mean, you don't understand. I would people, prefer the snow. People would die in both of those situations, right? Yeah, but it's not me, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I personally would love to have three feet of snow on the ground. Ice, I'm not too excited about. What about my games and my power? Um, very privileged that's first true. world problems. That's, that's uh, true. I mean, the as, thing but is... I would rather, if, if, if I'm looking at the collective neither because obviously there is millions of homeless people in the world and just people who don't have proper shelter from the elements and they'll die so let's not do that Um, but it's gonna happen yeah yeah what are they saying yeah i haven't heard that much about it let's see i'm um a super winter would not be awesome 
Oh, it looks like it's going to be unseasonably cold and stormy for you guys. Nice. It's going to be awesome. That sounds I, great. You know, I've been reading. I've re- This is what I've been trying to do. I emotionally inoculated myself to the extremes of climate change by reading like two dozen yeah. fiction dystopias about it. And now I feel like pretty prepared for the range of things that can happen and like physically and emotionally. And uh and I'm just like, wow, I'm living history. This is crazy. I'm I'm living at the forefront of like a change that humanity's never seen. I don't know. That's so nuts. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. I don't want it to happen no. at all. I wish we would stop immediately. <clears throat> we uh, uh but we yeah, it's happening. The generation of living through historical events, dude, is sick. Uh it's and not insane. and not just I mean, like dude, that Hawaii shit, like that, Dude, yeah. That, unheard of kind of fucking firestorm they were like fires and hurricane winds yeah wait has that ever happened that's a problem Uh, and like people are still going there as tourists i'm like bro you're insane well and that's that's kind of complicated too because at the same time especially some of those islands like 60 percent of their income is from tourism yeah i don't know i but i mean the whole are you gonna go there Dude, there's yeah, like after hundred people missing. Yeah, like, after a bunch of people just died, that's pretty fucked that's like up. Going to, you're like, I'm going to New York City. Yeah, I mean, after 9 11. There's that one guy famous on fucking the internet for doing that kind of travel. I bet tickets that's to Hawaii true. are cheaper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole tourism in Hawaii, Hawaii is a whole nother issue. In it is itself. a real huge I don't, I, and, and I'm not educated enough to speak on that. I just know most native Hawaiians are like, stop coming to fucking Hawaii. So I'm like, yeah, right, I'm not going to go to Hawaii. I don't I care. Mean, plus, I mean, on top of that, I know for a fact uh, because it's an island that they don't have enough houses. Yeah. And now more just burned down. Yeah. Like, that so it sucks. It is brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. They're talking. Uh, it's crazy because so much stuff happens that like I can already feel the news kind of not caring about the F- Maui fires. Yeah. Like, all right. Duh. Pergosian just got shot. Yeah. Down. Shot down, like, dude. I gotta talk about that now. On to the next. And Donald Trump's mugshot's about to be on the news. And like, and like two, as of this recording, that's gonna happen tomorrow. It's gonna be the, happen tomorrow. the meme template for the next, like, six months. Centuries. I, I, I say six <laughs> internet months. Internet centuries. Yeah, internet centuries. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I say six yeah. months because that's long. That's a long time for six the internet. Six months of, yeah. I mean, it'll be, it'll probably be one of the classics. Yeah, it will. It will. Absolutely will. Um, uh, dude, fucking, uh, well, shit, what was I gonna say? I started playing the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. It's pretty fun. There's uh, still a thousand people missing. I was no shit, really? That. Yeah, a Damn. thousand. And I'm like, it's an island. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. That's awful. That is fucking tragic. That shit is, I mean, even that kind of shit wasn't like, I've never really read anything like that in my books. And like, it's just such a weird confluence of things that like that happens so fast. You see that video? Those people standing like in the like water, just like like in the watch, just for hours. Yeah. What do you? I mean, what are you supposed to do? Just like and just choking on the air. I'm just like watching their whole fucking community burn. Oh watching you. Yeah, I was gonna say watching your entire like livelihood just burn to the ground is not something I will ever. I hope to never experience because that's just like. That's a different kind of tragedy. Like, and I mean, it's it's also you know it's it it would be different if like my apartment complex burned down because I'm like oh my things, but like yeah. them it's like oh my things and my cultural heritage is just being and burnt to the ground and, and my neighbors and, and everything. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that one house that just didn't get burnt in the whole neighborhood? That's just like, so crazy to me, Doc. Like, I, I, how, what, oh, what did, that would be? 
Yeah, like you guys want to come I, stay uh, the night? Like, I don't know how to make this better and not feel like you're a just dick. like you're like going out and drinking coffee in the morning. You're like, holy it's fuck, like <laughs> ghost town. Yeah. You know? it's insane. I, they that person. I don't know if it was the same one actually, but recently someone posted on Reddit. They're like, I came back to my house and it was the only one standing. I'm like, damn, fucking a, dude. I don't know. I wonder what but like like. I don't know. That's just stuff so crazy to me. I feel like a town gets decimated by a tornado. There's just that one house that was in the sweet spot of like untouched. A tornado to me is like I don't know. Fire, fire's so weird. Yeah, you know, unpredictable. But too. if a tornado hits a thing or is even near it, it it's, fucks everything yeah, up. Yeah, dude, it's fucked. And up. so when a uh, so house is fine from a tornado, I'm like what the? Fuck? Yeah, I'm like how 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 you what do that? Fuck? It's crazy to me, dude. My vape just died, so. That's going to be fun to deal with. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of recording. Hold on, wait. Let me see if I can reach my charger. Again. Oh, I got to fill the air now? He's yeah. looking around for his flavored air. This man can't get enough soap. Dude, so addicted. you would record in person, you always hit my vape. So I, don't I did. It. Yeah. I mean, I was very addicted. Yeah, I don't, don't want to hear it, dude. Uh, oh, I yeah. love vapes but now that i don't have them and use them i can shit on everybody who uses them you know what? that's it's fair that's, that's part of the thing you get to that's part of the thing and i'm just and i'm always a knife's edge away from just going back to the whole thing yeah and that's that's how you want to live life though like fucking just straight up on the edge of being i like, wish we would just master the vape so i didn't have to feel bad about it and it was awesome what do you just, mean by mastering the vape uh oh god there's a lot uh it being maybe not even nicotine, but a stimulant not so terrible for your body. Nice. A, uh, it's not as bad for your lungs. No weird metals in it. Nothing like that. And uh, not like shitty garbage plastic yeah. and batteries that is horrible for the yeah, environment. I feel if somehow we could do all three of those. Yeah, oh, be all perfect. Great. Yeah, you're like you're on the level of like shitting on people that vapes. I'm on the level of shitting on people that uses disposables because I'm like, bro, yeah, that's true. Like, bro, yeah, come on disposables now. Disposables are terrible. Yeah, you're paying like like for the environment and like for your wallet. You're paying like twenty to thirty dollars every two weeks for. A disposable dude every and, week yeah probably. or every week and you're fucking you do use like a million of them a month so you're just throwing that those batteries and shit away like i, I spend 30 dollars on vape juice every like two months maybe if that maybe it's a month insane yeah. seeing them like in the streets and the gutters here like, yeah cigarette butts elf like, bars well, and shit dude way yeah fucking worse this is way worse God. than cigarette butts dude. lithium batteries uh-huh. in here. <laughs> Shit's fucking... They should make them worth something to recycle. I'd be picking those shits yeah, up all day. Yeah, that'd be cool. They're one of the few things I don't pick up very often because I just don't like to do stuff that I know has people's mouths wrong. Yeah, right? that's fair. I feel like I at know. some point in time there will be a disposable vape recycle initiative. Uh, it's got it's happen. coming yeah it needs please. to happen yeah Can like we stop doing everything wrong all the yeah, time yeah it's and, and worse and terrible like it's that that uh that trend of of um what's the word i'm looking for uh convenience? yeah well convenience and just like fucking oh made made to not work anymore throw it away oh planned obsolescence yeah plans yeah yes. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah that shit is terrible it's got to be the next thing one I'm after not, the other dude you got to fight it you got to take you know don't buy new shit all the time i'm glad that like as a society we've kind of moved past buying new phones every year yeah i mean nobody, I've had, nobody wants to do that shit that dude often. yeah and they're so fucking expensive bro and, 
Well, yeah, I mean, holy shit. I've never thousand dollar phone, phone, dude. Thousand dollars on a phone is crazy to me. For you, I I've always bought like every phone that I bought was generally not on the carrier and was always uh, like four or five hundred bucks or less. Like you can get so, dude. Especially now, a five hundred dollar phone now would be like literally one of the most powerful pieces of machinery even like yeah. 10 years <laughs> yeah. ago oh, like yeah. we, we make phones so good now that like the last 5 years they haven't it hasn't mattered that they've made new ones they are no. all the fucking the same, only you know? the only uh the only upgrades that are on phones now that have come out are better cameras. That's it. We've we've, That's we've mastered the phone. And even then, we've kind of gone nuts with yeah. it. We're like, I don't know, you want 11 yeah, cameras on your Yeah, my phone's got thing? five cameras on the back, dude. That's insane. That's or just fucking like, ridiculous. We're out, it of, still we're doesn't, out of ideas. And it, like, doesn't focus when I use the back camera. I'm like, what the fuck is the point of the five cameras if it doesn't I've work properly? Reagan trying to, like, do an up-close picture and, like, going, like, beep, boop. Yeah, like back between the angles. Like, God damn it! It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous, bro. Have Have you when you get one of those uh, flips the the foldies? flip phones? Uh, I might. I've seen people that there. I was at. I was doing a show, and this guy asked for a picture, and I was like, "Yeah." So we were taking this picture, and he like unfolded his phone into like a mini tablet. I was like, "What the fuck, dude?" It's uh, crazy. It's crazy. I just don't need them to be that big. No, me neither. I want- I would like them to use that technology for, like, my phone. I think this is an S8. And this is, like, the perfect size for me. It's, like, six inches exactly. They don't make them any... Like, now phones are fucking Yeah, massive. massive. Like, this like, phone is giant, dude. It's, like, 7.1 is what yeah. they're doing now. It's, it's bonkers. But, uh, like, I want a small phone that is also foldable. So then, that would you know, be like, an actually fucking compact phone yeah. would be amazing. Dude, I just want to get to, like, the... Now they're, like... I remember my buddy had one of those first ones, first flips, and it was like the size of an SP, like yeah, a Game Boy Advance. Yeah. I was like, "This isn't that's kind of huge. I don't, I don't want to carry that around at all." I want to get to uh, hold on, maximum foldable technology to where I can unfold my phone into multiple pieces, and it's like this big. When I fold it up, I'm like, "Oh, I got to make a I phone want it to be call. like a roll, like in a yeah. tube. Unroll just, it, yeah, yeah, that'd be tight, yeah, that'd like be a sick. parchment, yeah." yeah. That'd be <laughs> I'm getting a message. We, yeah, we've come yeah. full circle, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so sick. I would uh, use a yeah. parchment phone. I would for sure yeah, use be a all parchment over that phone. Shit. That would be the kitty. I feel titties, like phones need, really need to fucking step up their game. There, phones used to be really cool, and for now for a super long time, they are just, just rectangles. Yeah, and like... Come on. I'm like, someone put a keyboard back on a phone. Just That'd see be tight. Yeah, I don't just know. See, it's yeah, been a while. See what they, you know? like, reboot the sidekick, but make it cooler, like, with an oh, actual dude, the keyboard. the now would be insane I feel like power. it would pop off. You could yeah. do so much, yeah. I feel like it would absolutely pop off. Uh, I'd but, never see anybody. Do someone, you know what they should do is, like, maybe pop out keys so you can type vertically while you're holding the phone. Well, like, be cool. on physical keys. Because we don't like... Nobody likes turning their phone sideways. Nobody no, does that. fuck no. I, uh, dude, my like when you turn when you get the phone, it automatically comes with like the way you turn your phone. It automatically turns it sideways. I'm like, get that no. shit out of here, bro. <laughs> if I have to, I if I have to turn, turn my phone sideways to type, dude, like, yeah. Like, or like anytime I'm on TikTok, I'm, I'm on TikTok and uh, videos like turn your phone sideways. I'm like, nope, skip. I'm not fucking. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Absolutely not. Now you're yeah. not gonna inconvenience my day like that. 
Yeah, truly. <laughs> fucking truly. The the vertical is definitely the we just decided like nope, it's not yeah, worth it to do it's that. It's not I worth wanna, it at all. I don't want to. Not worth it at all. I was like when I got my uh my tattoo uh my artist Which one? The newest one, the chest oh. and the neck. My artist was had her, her with pr- your clothing and beard. I can see zero, zero of it. Well, <laughs> yeah. you would only really be able to see these right oh, here. Oh, I didn't realize you hadn't gone up. No, huh? Are you this do more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is so we did the chest, and then once this gets, we black this out and get it done. We're gonna move up here and take oh, out. Oh, that's everything how you're here. Doing it. Yeah. Uh, cause I thought I, you do the baseline of everything tra- first. I this I'm gonna be honest with you. This is not the tattoo I had in mind when I went in. I this is what tattoo artists do, dude. I know. Dude. Yeah, I showed like, up with a completely different image in in mind, and uh, I because like, no, that sucks. Yeah, and you're like, we're gonna oh, do really? this, and I'm gonna be like, <laughs> okay, because I went in with having it up on my neck more and wrapping around my neck and i show up and the stencil she has is like this big and that's how this long i was like every one of my fucking tattoos is bigger than i expected i was like Lindsay, what the fuck is that and she's like oh it's your stencil or or it was like she she had it wasn't stenciled out yet but it was on a piece of paper it took her almost two hours to cut out the stencil um, because of all the trendlies. Yeah, when I got there, she was like cutting oh it out, and I was like, "All right." God. But I, 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 I like my tattoo artist, so I don't mind hanging out with her. She's cool. I mean, sure, <laughs> um, but come on. But uh, 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 so she was like, "I was like, this I have is to, like go and get food again." Like I eat right before I get a tattoo. I don't, dude. I, do I just raw hours? dog it. Oh, I, I get a little faint. snacky snack, I, and then I'd I faint. fucking roll up, dude. Um, I always, it's a thing, I always eat a big sandwich before. I that's fair, you know, that's fair. Every uh, single one I've had. Um, so she she was like, yeah, she put it on me, and it was like, all. Oh, luckily we only had to put the stencil on once. She was like, I do not want to have to put this motherfucker on again, because it's going to take forever. And I was like, okay, let's do it. One, one oh, and yeah, done, we got this. line it up. Yeah, yeah, so it has to be centered and everything. So she puts it on, and it's like... It's still not finished. It was. Uh, I think we were just sitting. We touched. Did like, you mean? Because you told me that you were covering up t- uh, other chest hats. Well, I. Did you mean to do that? No, I did not Damn. expect that. So that's why I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. Because like when I, because I, Is she just like those tats suck. I'm well, gonna obliterate. Well, them? she know she knows that I don't like these, so she knew that oh. I had planned to cover them up. I I would assume she's uh, gonna take them. Yeah, inside. and so, but we're also covering up the itchy and scratchy on my shoulders. I like those. Those, but I'm like, they're kind of faded anyways. The ink didn't take very well, so I'm like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, I don't care. You this really is... wanted an itchy and scratchy? You had an itchy and scratchy Yeah, tattoo? did you not know that? Dude, I don't... I think I've seen your back like once ever yeah that's fair life. yeah that that's doesn't fair. happen very often yeah, yeah i had itchy and Especially scratchy because on my shoulders even if you were shirtless when i would come to the door you were still facing me yeah so that's I fair. Just, well I they're saw. on the front of my shoulders like right here what up there yeah like there's an itchy there's a uh there you can, oh. can't really see them because they're fucking covered up I right just, now but maybe I just never noticed yeah okay, itchy and I, scratchy so uh she you really fucked with the simpsons that heavy i i i mean i grew up watching the simpsons and it was a really cool design and i fucked with itchy and scratchy um so i really like tattoos like i have a planned set i like when you have like opposing yeah of the same size so that's what same design that's yeah. yeah that's what they were it said they fight they bite and it had like the that yeah, had their faces cool. and like blood splatter on the back and everything like that so um when i got when i, I showed got up mine yeah 
Hell I, yeah, mine dude. are like opposing, you know, sides yeah. in the book. Like they're opposing factions, and I, I just really liked having them on each shoulder. I do like that concept as well. It turned out cool, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I showed up, she was like, "This is what it is," and I was like, "Holy fuck!" I was like, "That's not what I had in mind," and she was like, "Oh, we can change She's it." She's like, now. "Also, it's going to cost three times as much." Yeah, as yeah. Do. Actually, surprisingly, no. She quoted. Yeah, don't actually do that. She yeah. quote. Yeah, she quoted me like, I think seven hundred when I talked to her about it just right off the top of the head and it didn't it, i think she that was like i paid like 450 to 500 so Dude, which is good that's always a homie that's yeah. what they do they this is how tattoo artists trick their clients they're they offer to you cheaper and they're like i'm just gonna do kind of what i want to do yeah and you're like damn that's uh-huh. whoa that's huge yeah. i didn't really and they're like no it has to be yeah, it has like, to be oh. this big well i'm like well um, that was your design okay sure sure yeah. why not <laughs> I don't think I've ever gone to a tattoo artist and gotten the design I want exactly. Um, Actually, Hawkeye was one of my only ones because my friend drew it and he was like, I'll just fix this a little bit and that's it. It looks good. Uh, he's like, that was a good tattoo design. I'm nice. Like, Hell yeah. Hell yeah, awesome. dude. <laughs> uh, but, but so it, I went in, put it on my chest and I was like, fuck, man. And so I, because I numbed my tattoos, I didn't expect it to go so low. So I only like numbed to like right here. So like, it goes like down towards my nipples and like on the sides here and everything like that. Does like, it touch the nip knobs? It, it almost touches the nip knobs. Almost. How did that feel the tattoo? Not good. It didn't feel great. Not but good. it goes straight down my sternum. Like it, it is all sternum. So um, how many tattoos did this run over? Dude, it uh so it ran over this one, this ch- this side of my chest, this side of my chest, both my shoulders, and then uh I'm trying to think. I have another little banger on my trap. It ran over that one, and then it goes into my shoulder blades. Um, it's a I huge tattoos? fucking tattoo. It is I a think huge. Eight your tattoo, which is what I wanted. It's what I, I I don't like. I just didn't like the way those tattoos were. I just they didn't look well together. So I was like, I'll cover them up with something. So the plan is, we're going to. There's still pieces missing from this tattoo because like af- after the end i was like dude I, she would like go to tattoo like on the inside of my neck and i would just like I, my body would not allow it and she was like i think your skin's done i was like okay so uh so <laughs> she's like i guess i think it's you're gonna die and yeah and in the little dip in like your between your collarbone and your neck yeah it's yeah. brutal dude so uh we got done and so the plan is we're going to next time i come in i'm gonna outline a piece of the tattoo with a sharpie that is numbed and she's like that's what we're gonna black where we're gonna start blacking out she's like while we're blacking that out i'm gonna put some of you know your numbing cream on the pieces that need to be finished and then we'll let them sit while i black out whatever area you want blacked out and then once they've set for a while we'll go and we'll finish the tattoo um so once the chess piece is done it's gonna be like three or four four sessions right? at least at least because that's that's and that might just be the chess piece when that's done we're gonna you put, pay for the whole is it done you paid for uh i haven't paid for the entire thing i'm just paying for oh, a session by okay. session so oh okay, okay. Uh, i thought i was like oh my god if you got that for dude, that much that's insane no no, <laughs> no 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 absolutely not uh so once the the chess piece is done uh, we're gonna put the spider right here, and then I've got this uh, 
she was like, oh, That's gross. She, I hate that, dude. It's the the skull spider. You're never getting a blowjob from me <laughs> ever again, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so she was like, yeah. I was. Or like, you're gonna have to do this for the whole. Look down the entire time. My beard will cover it up, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she was like, what do you want to do for like the filler on your neck? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I, I'm not sure. It's like we could do a spider web. And I was like, well, I've got a fucking spider web on my head. I was like, what, what? am I just covered in spider? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Spider. I was like, wouldn't that, yeah, wouldn't that look weird she's like well you got a spider rope on your elbow and you got one on your head and i was like you know what i guess you're right well you but, have one on your elbow yeah so you're gonna be absolutely covered in spider webs i, I do really like spiders i'm gonna be honest with you so yeah but dude. but the spider webs on my elbow and head are kind of the same i want to get this kind of spider web uh ah, very dirty and grungy triggering yeah dude. very Ugh. dirty and grungy grungy so it'll match the vibe of the tattoo um, and then spooky. it's gonna yeah it's gonna wrap around my neck and everything dude i and that was the goal the goal was i wanted something original on my neck and i know people get spiders on their neck but i was like i want an original piece that i don't see people have often on their neck and on my chest and the the design for my chest is handmade by my friend uh zura or sarah she makes great sigils if you need sigil work go check her out um the ch- the chess piece was designed by her. My artist is gonna draw up the spider. It's gonna be yeah. Um That's cool. Yeah. I don't have I've never I I don't plan at all like that. I'm doing patchwork for pretty much the whole thing. That's fair. Thing. I and, and that's I, I love patchwork, but I just I don't know. I feel like I it's hard like to do a good it's hard to do the, a good patchwork chest and neck i'm not i'm not gonna touch my chest yeah. i'm not gonna touch my stomach that's my rule oh, or hurt. anything near my hips they hurt no, it's, it's simply because i don't want to worry about uh getting fat and my tattoos looking weird that's so fair. i just want it all normal i, I avoid that and forever and uh I'm, i've got tons of time and space i get about one a year so i figure yeah i get about two I, a year <clears throat> I, I should be lasting a good long and i don't know i'm gonna see how long it takes maybe when i get more into my career i'll start doing my arms and hands and yeah stuff. Like, i mean if I we if we if we just be content creators for life we can fucking have oh, as many yeah. tattoos as we want i'll look like a suicide boy dude yeah exactly. 100%. <laughs> i think but uh, more like more goofy goober yeah. style i told her she, of- i told her she has to hide goofy goober somewhere in this tattoo Oh, like good. the word Goofy okay. Goober somewhere, yeah. Um, I good. think I think my next. Uh, Wait, how long have we been gabbing? Forty-five minutes. We're almost done. I'm almost done. Hold okay, on. Okay. My next no, patchwork tattoo is either gonna be uh, Dale Gribble and Pocket Sand, or it's gonna be a punk rock. Dude, Calvin I thought and, about that. A punk rock Calvin and Hobbs to keep up with. Like I've got Punk Stitch, Punk Bemo. Um, and all that, it's oh, going to be cool. Calvin and Hobbes, because I used to read Dude, the fuck out of those get, books. Like, the, the, I have Calvin and Hobbes dancing together. Dude, I love I love that, Calvin and that's Hobbes one of my favorite. so much. That's one of my favorite strips. And you could do that, but have them with like uh, uh, like a mohawk and a vest and shit. And shit. Yeah. yeah, dude, fuck yeah. Yeah, we gotta that get, would be cool. We got to get matching tattoos, my guy. Probably should do it. Yeah, we yeah. probably should, absolutely. Um, but yeah. I mean, if I'll get... Uh, I guess I'm getting my goose. I don't know. What 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 could you get that's the opposite of a goose? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
We'll have yeah, to, you don't have uh, as you don't have a na- an animal like a, or yeah, like a nickname like that. Sona, yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. We'll come up with some good. Yeah. If you have any good ta- matching tattoos ideas for us, let us know. Hit us up yeah, on the podcast sure. or on the fun. Instagram Snacksbacks Podcast. Think about it. If you just send an idea, there'd be two strangers that would forever bear your idea yeah. on their flesh on their on their on their flesh prisons. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so we've been gabbing for almost an hour, and mine's kind of long. So I all right, all right, yeah, you go first okay so since it's almost halloween i thought i would find somebody you know spooky yuki you know a little dummy thick scary boy and uh that's why i decided to cover the one and only vlad the third almost also known as vlad the impaler um he's been immortalized in pop culture impala yeah uh he's been immortalized in pop culture ever since pop culture was created in the 90s by paris hilton um and that's true, that's yeah correct. exactly so uh history known romania enthusiast yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, massive fan of wallachia a history uh history profile did a really good video on the about him on youtube very very well researched um so i got a lot of information from him go check him out great channel um so uh old vladdy boy was the second legit son to vlad the second dracul who was the bastard of this? Oh shit! What did I say? Was the bastard son uh, Marika the first of Wallachia, and uh, old Papa Vlad got the moniker Dracul for his membership in the Order of Dragon. That's the issue with today. We don't have cool orders like the Order of Dragon. I mean, all the Order of Dragons are fucking clans. Yeah, they, they all they suck. Took, they made it the shittiest. But we yeah. make we need to make a cool order that's not shitty racist pieces of shit or christian based that's, you know it's probably yeah that's yeah. the other one like, they <laughs> they're do, all they christian do. based they yeah. love orders they love yeah. orders dude you know how it is so uh but the order of, Dra- of the dragon was a militant fraternity founded by uh sigmason of luxembourg king of hungary their whole shtick was halting the ottoman advance into europe and that was pretty girly pop of them despite them you know being dicks um so so uh i'm sorry oh okay i was like why did i type this i typed the penetrator and then i said oh wait the impaler i was like why did i type the penetrator i should have read forward a little bit uh, i'm forgetting my own jokes here uh it so it said it said that he was born uh sometime between 1428 and 1431 after his father had settled in transylvania in 1429 so Papa Vlad, beautiful country. Yeah, fucking it's amazing out there. I want to go so bad. Yeah, um, I, dude, going to Romania would be so fun. You and I go. To, we should do an Eastern Europe. That'd tour. be tight. Just like turn oh, it into God. a series, dude. We just be so awesome. That's on. That's on the list. Uh, gathering yeah. of Juggalos, Eastern Europe yes. tour. <laughs> yeah. Um. So somehow combine. Those yeah. <laughs> gathering of the Eastern Europe Juggalos. We should, dude. We should do a promo if we ever do tours. You get in free if you're a Juggalo, but you got. <laughs> like show up in face paint, dude. Us, that <laughs> <bad>. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's they could true. be really into that that's idea. That's true. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Papa Vlad seizes Wallachia after the death of his half brother in 1436, and in 1442, he has a meeting with John Hyundai of Avoid of Transylvania, which is like a high-ranking official point of, appointed by the monarch, and he's like, 
All right, boners. Uh, I don't really jive with this audio, Ottoman invasion. I'm just gonna go ahead, go out right and say it. And the, I don't like it. Don't like it. It's not cool. Vibes <clears throat> off. So uh, the Ottoman Sultan was like, "All right, Dick, how about you fucking get your ass to Gallipoli and show us that you're loyal to us for some reason?" And I don't know why, but he's like, "All right, cool. Yeah, I'll do that. I don't like you, but oh, I'm gonna okay. go show my loyalty to you." So he brings uh, old little Vlad and his brother Radu. And who would also later be known as Redo the Fair. <clears throat> um, and they get there, and the higher, higher the ups. Fair? Do what? The Fair, yeah. Did you say the. Oh, such a different. He went as huge. Such a different vibe than his brother. They, yeah. they are not the same guy. Polar yeah. opposites. <laughs> um, even more so. We that, have Vlad the Impaler and Steven the Nice Guy. Yeah. <laughs> even, even more so that Vlad's whole thing was like killing Ottomans and Radu like went and joined, like was a higher up in the Ottoman Empire. It was crazy. So, um, so they show up with their dad, who's for some reason showed up to pledge his loyalty and the higher ups of the Ottoman empire is like, I can't believe you fucking showed up and put some in prison. Um, re- should walk like, right that into that so one. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> You're an idiot, dude. Um, like we pretty much just said that as a joke. Yeah. Didn't know you would do it. Um, so, uh, he imprisons him. And so Papa Vlad gets released, but his, uh, his sons are kept as basically collateral so that he will remain loyal, and he just fucking leaves him there, stating that he believed that his sons would be, quote, butchered for the sake of Christian peace, um, which sounds pretty Christian, to be honest. Uh, it was like, wait, I, when you said the whole sentence, I was like, was he sad? Yeah, I can't yeah, tell. Yeah, from it, that it, it sounds exactly like something the Christians would do. Yeah. So he thinks his sons are basically goners, so he's like, all right, I'm just going to fucking rebel anyways, I guess. And that's what he does. And surprisingly, though, neither of his kids were murdered for their father's rebellion. In fact, they while they, no, were, they, being, were, while they were being held hostage, Vlad III and his brother were tutored in science, history, and different languages. Vlad even was taught how to fight and became a very brutal warrior, and the Ottomans were like... Oh, okay. There's no way this could be an issue for us in the future. Not at all. Keep training. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So fast forward, Vlad and Radu are still prisoners when their father and other brother get murdered. And which is like, you know, fair enough. Pissed Vlad off a little bit. Made him a little angry. Um, Family murder does that from time to time. So Vlad is like, my fire is hot. My blood is pumping and I'm ready for murder. But he has to play it safe around electricity because uh, he's still in prison by the Ottomans. So he's not like, I can't yeah. just, you know, I'm dead in the water if I start a rebellion here. Um, so the, uh, so he crosses his eyes, dots his T's. He fakes like he's mad loyal to the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire. And he's like, oh, you killed my dad and brother, whatever, dude. Those guys sucked anyways. I'm not angry at all about them. I definitely won't skewer a bunch of people, uh, men, women, and children in the future over this issue that we're having right now. Uh, so he's like, I'm going to get out of here. And, um, oop, lost my place. Hold on. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he's like, I'm going to get out of here and go rightfully sit at my father's seat as ruler of Wallachia. And the only problem is, though, the seat was being held by Vladislav II, who, through the grapevine, 
um, old Daddy Vladdy hears, yeah, he, <laughs> he hears that he had assassinated his father, and he's like, "Oh, word, okay, well, I'll go take care of that, not an issue at all." So Vlad the Third leaves the Ottomans and uh, absolutely fucking bros down with this guy named John Hyundai, who was the regent governor of Hungary at the time. And John is like, "Hey, Vlad, bit of a bumpskis about your parents, and, but we're like bros now, so let's rally up some mercenaries, and you can go fucking." kick Vladislav's dick square in the dirt and that's exactly what he did he was like all right i'm gonna rally up some troops and we're gonna go fucking take my seat back crazy how many mercenaries used to be sitting around yeah back. just by the handfuls like, dude like two thousand men whip up a mercenary army f- in a matter of minutes i was like does the whole army work together and then they just like you know get hired out yeah or, i i don't know it was all individual do they do 1099 uh yeah you know? they're they're or independent is, contractors w4 for the company yeah <laughs> confusing so um that's exactly what he does so he rolls up to wallachia with his mercenaries and is just like yo prepare for that butthole to get smacked and during the battle he and Vladislav run into each other on the battlefield. So the two are like, all right, let's fucking settle this like men. And they get naked and start oil wrestling in front yeah. of the two ar- armies. Uh, and and everybody's like, oh, thank God super, they're doing something masculine. Yeah, super and masculine. Awesome. Um, very badass and, they're and like, heterosexual. Very heterosexual. Very, I, I very more yeah. heterosexual. I'm, they were oiled. So heterosexual that you should get tattoos of these guys on your body. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To prove how straight you are. Yeah, to prove how straight you are. <laughs> so, uh, actually, that's not what happened. I wish it was. But, uh, so, th- they were basically like, yo, let's fucking 1v1 in front of everybody. The winner gets Wallachia. No takesies, backsies. And they fucking duke it out like some real smelly men from the 1400s. And Vlad the Third ends up absolutely decimating <laughs> Vladislav. And is, Isn't that lit? That, dude, like, whole armies would agree. Like, how, about like, instead of, how about instead of, we, uh, we could kill a ton of each other, yeah. right? And then half of us would get hurt and then die later. Or just your best, my best. Yeah, these two dudes duke it out, and that's the winner, dude. And and we would know that that is basically the same as our armies fighting. Yeah, yeah, everybody (laughs) is agreed upon. Uh, And then then everyone can go home and be like, yeah, I was in that battle. (laughs) I killed like 50 men, dude. Uh, (laughs) So basically, uh, Vlad ends up killing Vladislav. Um, and now he's finally queen bitch of Wallachia. So, like, everyone who had a part in the murder of his brother and father or just anyone he thought was trying to be fucking little sneaky-beaky behind his back, he just impales them. While alive, ass to mouth, not in the fun way. Straight up fucking skewer through the butthole out of the mouth. They, um, would, they, the, they would put it in their butt pretty far. Yeah. And then they would prop them up so that they would slowly slide down it. And I'm like brutal holy shit that is brutal <laughs> and then they would like slather him in like honey and shit like for the ants yeah I'm like, come oh, on jesus no. come on my guy um, come on so one time there was a group of ottoman envoys who had just gotten uh who had just gotten like a meeting with vlad which i don't know why you would do that uh oh, you imprison this man and then kill his brother and uh, you imprison him and his brother, and you're like, I want to go fucking talk to this guy now. I don't know why but you would do that. But at the same time, you know, whole armies can agree with a handshake. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, they, battle's over. There's like so no hard feelings? Like, no hard feelings. So it's like, what? You you really stabbed me during diplomacy? Yeah, the what the fuck, dude? Theory? Yeah. Come on, we have a whole good system about you this. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're correct. Um, yeah. It's simpler times, dude, when you could just like murder someone's family and then be like, come on. 
Come ah. on, I'll give you like a goat and a chicken and a few What if we all died? That'd be horrible. Yeah, that would be let's terrible. Just, let's move on. So uh, they they get a a uh, meeting with Vlad, and during this meeting, they're like, "Yo, just a heads up, we're gonna keep our turbans on because." of our religion and stuff. And Vlad is like, of course, I completely understand. However, you know, honestly, I'm very impressed with your religious devotion. Maybe you should just like never take your turbans off again. And Vlad nails their turbans to their skulls. Um, pretty uh, gnarly. Yeah. Pretty gnarly. So he, na- it's like, you know, you got to do some crazy shit as a boss, right? Especially back then. But like, if your boss like did that and you knew there was, you know, plenty of other ways yeah. that could have been handled. You're like, what? I'd be like, oh my God. which that like, does come up later when people are kind of like, okay, guy, this is a little out of hand. You're crazy. Yeah, you are. You might actually be a psychopath. And for 1,400 times, that's saying a lot. You got to do a yeah, lot to be a psychopath. You barely care about people. Yeah, yeah. So now that Vlad has his throne and he's all, he's fucking all gas, no breaks. If you want to fucking tussle, he, he's going to tussle with you no matter what. Like, it, it is just, it's in his blood. He's hot. He's ready to go. So um, his motto was basically men, women, children, and all. He would raid cities and villages and impale thousands of people. Equal lefts, um, equal rights, Yeah, brother. yeah, sir. <laughs> um, he, the, he was fucking hard as nails, and that's saying something for the, for the 1400s because, like, most people were pretty hard back then. They, yeah, because some people just died. Yeah. So um, – Vlad is doing his whole impaling thing when some dickhead named Dan the Third just rolls up to his throne while he's gone and tries to take it. Vlad's like out fighting a battle, and Dan the Third rolls up and is like, "This is mine now. Uh, you weren't here. Uh, finders keepers." So Vlad, he goes, All right, yeah, yeah. Man, he got me with the- yeah. You gotta buy by the findies keepsies. Um, so Vlad, like I said at the time, was out wheeling, dealing, and killing. He gets word of this, and he's like, absolutely fucking not. Well, who in the Cinnamon Toast fuck do you think you are just to roll up on my throne and sit in it? He grabs his army. They flip a bitch, and they arrive. Like how they think being the king literally means, like, if you're wearing yeah, the crown. Yeah, if you're wearing the, like, crown, the crown, you are the I king. I have the crown. I'm yeah. the king now. <laughs> So him and his army ride back to Wallachia, and once they arrive, he makes short work of Dan the Third's army. Vlad captures Dan and makes him dig his own grave and then beheads him in front of all the citizens of Wallachia and then has the surviving <laughs> members of Dan's army in pain. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Wallachians were actually pretty super jazzed about that. Uh, they fucking loved Vlad. They were they were big Vlad the Impaler fans. Um, after this, Vlad invades southern Transylvania, and after decimating the armies there, he orders to have all the imprisoned men, women, and children impaled. Um, there's a theme yes. here. Yeah. So wasn't that around? Was this when he was in Brashov? B R A S O V. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to visit that city. Really? They're yeah, and they're all about Vlad. There, a lot of people come to Romania specifically not for surprised. Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, not uh, and which you know, I get it. I would. If you, dude, there's not a hell of a lot of reasons to go to Romania to be honest. Yeah. So they're they're just stoked that you're that there. That someone's you know there. I mean? Yeah. They're like, hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
check out our Vlad the Impaler Museum. Check it out. And if you're a lady, we will traffic you. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge problem. I, I, anyway. I've heard that it was a terrible problem over there, but I, I like didn't know how much validity there was to oh, that claim. Oh, it's bad. Damn, that's uh, they, fucking treacherous. They, uh... I went with this uh, girl. I'll call her a girl. She was like 18. I was a boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. she, because she was not going to go unless she had someone like with her That's in the fair. country. She's like, I won't do it. Yeah. Dude, like, I've got like. I was like, I'm going to hitchhike. To, yeah, to dude, Romania. for real. Yeah. That, that <laughs> penis privilege, bro. Uh, yeah, I've got. There's people. I literally took, did some ride share with a stranger, drove all, like 500 miles with this Jesus guy. Jesus Christ, the, dude. Because it was just the cheapest, fastest way yeah. to do it. There's a. There's uh we didn't speak at all people the best oh, ride there could be no fucking words spoken um, I was like, all right there kid. is there's someone in my twitch chats who's also always traveling and they were just like yeah i'm just gonna go to this part of you know mexico alone and just me and i was like okay You're a man, right no You're yeah a man. i was like you <laughs> I was like, I you do whatever you want, but you should bring someone with you. You should be careful. I mean, regardless yeah. of where you're going, Mexico, Europe doesn't matter. Um, you being a woman is fucking scary, dude. So you should be careful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he has all the men, women, and children impaled, obviously. So while he's fucking out here shoving spikes at people's butts, the Ottoman Empire uh, is just pedal to the floor in expansion. They were swiftly raiding and conquering. They had already taken over most of the Balkans and were looking at Eastern Europe like fucking, that's a mighty fine piece of land you got there. It'd be a shame if someone took it. So Wallachia just happens to be one of the states standing between the Ottomans and their expansion, and the Ottomans are just like, you know, hey, you're going to start paying tribute to us. You're loyal to us now. Uh, you got to start paying the piper, baby. Um, and Vlad is like, get fucked. I'm not, I'm not, what, what makes you think I would ever do that? And, um, I mean, he was pretty demented, you know, impaling children and shit, but telling the Ottomans to get fucked at this point in time was a pretty hard move because, yeah. uh, they had just taken over Constantinople, which like everybody thought would be impossible. So they were, they were the Jeffrey Bezos of uh, the 1400s <laughs> right now, or the yeah. Disney. Um, so uh, one of Vlad's homies, uh, Malay Salargi, who was the regent of good old Hungary, gets captured by goons of the Ottoman Empire, and him and his men were brutally tortured to death, uh, and Malay Salargi actually was, so was sawn in half. Uh, and that was Vlad's homie. Yeah, dude. The, just any way you could kill somebody, they were going to do it. They were like, you do something a little Less faster? brutal. Just, yeah, for oh. real. Um, so after like, the... Just do... I would rather a bad hanging yeah, than Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. Come on. So Vlad is like, if you want to be fucking cruel, I will show you cruel. You have not seen a goddamn thing yet. He's like, brother, I haven't even... Yeah, I haven't... Out. Yeah, I haven't... My, my oven is not even preheated yet. <laughs> so um, the fucking head boner in charge of the Ottoman Empire hears Vlad is not keen on the empire and decides to take like 150,000 of his men and head towards Wallachia with the idea of doing a little bit of conquering and taking it for themselves, to which, as you could probably guess, Vlad was not too thrilled about. Uh, 
basically, like, you want to march on me? We'll fucking see about that. So he, in this fight, is very, very, very outnumbered. He is very outgunned. Um, the the Ottomans had, a, like, 150,000 men. They had, like, 120 cannons. They had a bunch of cavalry, thousands of inf- infantry I was going to say they would have cannons by oh, now. Oh, tons right? of cannons, They'd be yeah. some of the worst ones. Yeah, but still, you know, cannons uh, nonetheless. But still, yeah. Um, and it's also crazy, like... Think about a hundred and fifty thousand men, and they like that's a lot. But they can only make one hundred cannons. Yeah, that is wild. That yeah. is crazy. Uh, now we have like ten thousand. Yeah, dude, people. like fucking, <laughs> it's insane. It, we're we're what it, the predator drone to man is a one to one ratio here now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so Vlad, after hearing that he's about to get marched up on, he decides to get a little unconventional. So he starts setting the land around Wallachia ablaze so that there would be no resources for the army moving against him to use. He poisons the local water supply, and then he diverts the water to create treacherous marshes that the enemy army would have to trudge through. Him and his men would use good old-fashioned gorillas. He's like, ha-ha, I'm yeah. ruining the yeah. land. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> him and his boys would have to use good old-fashioned guerrilla tactics. They would attack small cells of the enemy forces and then retreat. Not only was he laying down unpredictable bloodthirst upon the opposing force, he would also send sick people with leprosy, TB, and the bubonic plague to mingle with the enemy troops, causing a pretty severe plague outbreak. Uh... Biological warfare. Crazy. Classic. Classic it's move. It's a classic. Um, so the Ottomans are stubborn as hell, and they just keep marching forward. The Ottoman Empire ends up settling uh, kind of around uh, Targoviste in Romania for like a really brief moment. And while they're there, Vlad gets wind that they're just like sitting there fucking right for the picking. So he rallies up anywhere from seven to 10,000 men, and he attacks the Ottoman Empire at night causing mass confusion within the Ottomans. It's believed like, that... like, what? Nighttime? Yeah, dude, nighttime. We don't do what? wars this at night, dummy. Food. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get our sleep. I'm um, in my night nights. Yeah. So, it is believed that Vlad had actually dressed up in a disguise and had went into the camp before the fight to scout out where the tent of the Sultan was so he could kill him during the raid. But whatever the case may be, um, he made a little oopsie-whoopsie and he rolled up to the tent of two high-ranking Ottoman officials and was just like, well, I fucking guess I'm here when in Rome and slaughters those two dudes. And uh, at the end of the battle, Vlad lost around 5,000 men. Uh, the Ottoman Empire lost around fifteen thousand, uh, which Not is bad. a crazy ratio. Not bad. Yeah, um, but I mean, only ten percent of their force and half of his. Yeah, but they, I mean, you you roll up with what like seven to ten thousand men, you kill fifteen thousand. I mean, your soldiers were fucking. That's turning out the murders. They were butchering. Yeah, they were butchering people. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so. Despite disease spreading rampantly within their ranks and getting their dicks kicked into the dirt during the night attack of Targovista, the Turks continue to boot, scoot, and boogie their way to Wallachia. They finally make it to the actual city of uh, Targovista, and when they arrive, they found out they found that the town was completely abandoned. And they're just kind of like, well, this like, is. No, they're like what's this. Yeah, no. they're like this is weird. This is a little suspicious. And upon further investigation, the Turks find a very long line of men, women, children, and Ottoman prisoners impaled by stakes, somewhere to oh. the tune of twenty thousand, um, which is oh. fucking gnarly. That's insane. 
can you just imagine a a, a forest? Like the, wouldn't that take like weeks to do? Yeah, I know? mean these like, soldiers were also moving on like foot, like the the Ottomans were, so they had time. They're like, yeah, we got time. We'll we'll just prop they're like them up. hoisting them up and looking at them yeah the over like, the oh, shoulder. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. The Ottoman soldiers are scared as fuck looking at this absolute grim sight. And the Sultan is looking at it and he's like, Well, I'll be fucking damned. I'm not even mad. This is actually super impressive. He he goes on to talk he's about like, oh, this is horrible. Yeah, he, yeah. He he goes on to basically talk about how he admired Vlad's dedication to his you know, his people. And I was like, Yeah, you know what? You gotta hand it to him. That- Man-made horrors beyond yeah. the This ain't bad. This ain't bad. So the after he's the, got o- the chutzpah. yeah, he's got the chutzpah. Yeah. Uh, so after the Ottomans witnessed what was called the quote forest of the impaled, a lot of them were like, "Fuck this! This dude is like impaling children and shit." I'm watching. I'm looking at a mother holding her baby in her arms with a spike shoved through her. I'm not gonna deal with that. You know. He did that to, like, an innocent lady and her kid. What is he going to do to me? Probably, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so they turn around and they leave. A lot of the soldiers are like, I'm fucking good on that. So they turn around and leave, but that does not stop the Ottoman advance. They continue forward. So at this point, even Vlad's men are like, you're kind of a fucking bastard. You kind of suck, I'm going to be honest with you. And a lot of them fire up them Fiti cruisers and they get the fuck out of Dodge. Vlad, knowing knowing even though he's given the Ottoman Empire what's what, they still have an overwhelming force of men, and he is forced to retreat from Wallachia to the Carpathian Mountains. And he links up with beautiful mountains. He links, Great country. He links up with Mathis uh, Corvinus, who was the king of Hungary and Croatia, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, uh, I know you don't like the Ottomans, and I'm kind of at war with them, and it would be super cash money if you could help a brother out with some men, maybe an army, uh, and you got an army, you would just yeah, give me? just a wee little army that I can have as a treat." And so uh, Matthias is like, "Yeah, they suck pretty hard, but remember that guy you made dig his own grave and then you beheaded." I was a big he's fan like, of his. No, yeah, he's no, like, no. you're going to have to refresh my memory. There's been a couple since, he's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Matthias is like, I am, but was a really big fan of Dan the Third. So, um, and also the Ottomans just took Constantinople. Do you think, I, I, there's no way I'm going to have, I'm going to not, I'm not going to be able to protect you against that. They're fucking just too crazy. Um, and so Vlad spends the next, like, around a month trying to convince the dude to help him fight, but Matthias just was not having it, and he actually ends up imprisoning Vlad for a very brief 14 years. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and throw you Put in you in jail, then. yeah. <laughs> so, around 14... 14- I heard about your fucking yeah, butt spike forest. Dude, yeah, the force of the impale. That's, yeah, th- those are crimes against humanity, and we don't even have those yet, so... Uh, <laughs> So around 1475, a man named Stefan the Great, uh, Prince of Moldavia, he shows up and convinces Matthias to let Vlad go so he can regain his throne in Wallachia. Basically, he says, we need someone there who will resist the Ottoman expansion. Vlad's the guy for the job. Matthias is like, fine, I'll fucking let him go. And he lets Vlad go, but he doesn't provide him with military support. Upon his release and regaining his throne, Vlad is like, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to kind of chill out and rule over Wallachia, 
grow old and die. Um, yeah, obviously, yeah. we're fucking what? lying because no, he, he gets out of prison immediately. Pedal to the metal, back to impalement. He's um, an angry little man. Yes, he know? is. He's very Napoleon upset. Napoleon didn't quit either. Yeah. <laughs> So he's right back on his bullshit like a pig to mud. He could not just give up the impaling shtick. It was just ingrained in him for some reason. So he goes back to slaughtering Turks and impaling people, and eventually the Ottomans get to Moldavia, and they end up starting a hellacious battle with Stuff in the Great. Vlad, along with a Hungarian commander, Stefan Bathory, uh, they end up rolling up to... Uh, they end up rolling up to Madalvia with a fucking squad, and they end up helping this helping in the sti- the siege on Stefan the Great. So after they help in the siege against his city, he's like, "Fuck! Well, I guess I gotta help you out now." And Vlad returns to Wallachia and is crowned November fourteenth, fourteen seventy six, at the old reigning impalement champ. It doesn't last long, though. He does not keep that throne for very long uh, because shortly after the Ottomans return and. It's where this is where history gets a little murky. It's very unclear what happened to Vlad. There are a slew of rumors. Some say that that his men were cornered by Turkish forces and overwhelmed. Some say the Turks assass, uh, a Turkish assassin snuck into his camp and murdered him. There's also a story about how he was betrayed by his own men because of how much of a bastard he was. Uh, nonetheless, though, the Ottomans cut his body into pieces and send the head back to the Sultan, who then sticks Vlad's head on a very high stake in Constantinople. And that is the end of Vlad the Impaler. You know, he died doing, doing what, he, what he loved. Yeah. <laughs> Being Impalement, impaled. yeah. Impalement. Um, you know, he stuck to his guns. You gotta give him that. And like I said, at the time... A lot of people were like, this is really fucked up what you're doing, but he was a hero to the people of Wallachia. Like, I mean, and looking at it from their perspective, of course he was. They they don't like the Ottomans, so they're like, they have somebody ruling who's not just going to roll over and accept the Ottomans' power, and is also like, pretty steadily giving them the business just fucking and then like he's like yeah but why do they why does he put yeah butt? yeah yeah <laughs> the butt stuff a little on. weird but you know what he's a good ruler of the other Don't beat your heroes yeah yeah <laughs> you'll be severely let down other than the murdering of men women and children and the twenty thousand people you know put on a spike you know not a bad guy not a bad guy not at a bad all. Guy. Not a bad guy. Not a bad guy. Yeah, hard man. Uh, and according to Christianity, if he just says I'm sorry, he gets. To yeah, go to he gets to go to heaven, dude. <laughs> He's up there. <laughs> Doesn't matter how many babies you put on spikes. It's like the family. <laughs> one of the families that got fucking impaled, like, is in heaven like, having a good time, fuck? and they're like, "What, what the is fuck is that?" <laughs> like, literally, this whole neighborhood. Was yeah, from him. yeah. That was that guy. <laughs> Our entire city is from him. He sent us here. I read uh, this book called The Historian, written by Elizabeth Kostova. It was from 2005. It's basically the Da Vinci Code equivalent for vampires, for okay. Vlad the Impaler. And it, it it's it's good. It's pretty good. It's pulpy. It's not the best written. Yeah. But, you know, it, it has, like, real facts about him. And then there's, like, the myth about him and about the vampire. And that's cool. And yeah. It's cool. I love vampires. I've read so many books about vampires. I've watched so I much Twilight, dude. Shit. I love vampires. Oh, dude, I do. <laughs> I, I love vampires. I read, there's this Same. other series I read about these two kids were the only ones who knew that vampires were around in like England or something. Have you ever read that? It had like a blue cover on it. 
They they had a couple of books of them. Then the, I think the second one had a red cover on it. Was it? Did it have a kid? Like was the cover? It was a blue cover, and it was like a kid who was it like a silhouette of a guy? I'm trying to think. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Vamp- I thought, or maybe there's like a teen or vampire. But books. I, I read. I read that shit. I, you know, there's Salem's Lot. That's a great vampire book. Uh, the box. So uh, the one I'm thinking of is the box set. Really, uh, it's the one of the books is called Eighth Grade Bites. Um, and one of the books does have a blue cover. It's a whole fucking slew of them. What's it called? Uh, let me look. Eighth grade bites books by Z Brewer. Um, let me see what I can on. find. Yeah, here. classic teen vampire romance. Nah, that's not. That's it. not it. 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 Wasn't it? Wasn't romance? It wasn't romance. I'll try to think of it, man. It's it's some deep part of my brain right now. They're like beaming Twilight. No, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Twilight. I I would know. Um, yeah, great story. I uh, Vlasian Paler, man. He's a bit of a weird bastard. thing to be famous forever for. Yeah, that's for, for sure. real. I mean. He picked his brand. Yes, he did. He stuck with it, and it's like you know, there's a lot of famous people in history for like doing great things, I guess, by that by by fourteen hundred standards. But being famous for just impaling people is crazy town. Crazy town. Like um, it's like how many people do you have to impale to be famous for it? Well, over twenty thousand apparently. At, at least. At least a twenty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right, let me see. I got my notes. I, I was trying to find it, but I'll, I'll look around. Uh, can't get enough of the vampire. Notes. Yeah, same. I love vampire shit. Let me get my screen. Absolutely here. love vampires. Uh, so I am uh, doing a World War II story. Uh, sorry. The, uh, kind of. It's really the first half of the 20th century, but okay. there's a bit of World War II in it. Spoilers. It happens. Uh, anyway, this one is about the story of Whittled Pilecki. Whittled? Whittled Pilecki. Okay. Whittled. I'm pretty sure. Uh, he was born May 13th, 1901 in Olenet, Karelia, which uh, at the time was part of the Russian Empire. He was the descendant of Polish-speaking, because Poland didn't exist yet, a noble family that had been deported there from Lithuania slash Belarus for participating in the uprising. That's old history. He was one of five children, the son of a forest inspector whose job was presumably to look in forests and confirm if they were still there. Uh, How did he get and, that job, dude? Oh, yeah, you just got to yeah. inspect them. You just got to know the forest is there. Really put, yeah, put your head out the window. Yep, that's all in a day's work. That's it's there. Inspected. Uh, he was one of five children, and when he was nine, uh, Whittled and his whole family were, uh, we? excluding his father... Huh? Widowy? He was yeah. widowy? Uh, uh, widowy a they soldier? moved to a new town in what's now called Lithuania to attend a Polish school there. It, it, it makes more sense back then. Okay. Um, it was there that Pilecki joined what was first, it was called an underground, like, scouts association, like, you know, the Boy Scouts kind of equivalent. Uh, I don't know why it was underground. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. But it was a scouting association for Poles called the ZHP, where he learned various scouting things at the time. And back then, that meant, like, skinning animals and shooting, like, full-bore rifles, you Damn. know, and fucking welding, probably. The man scouts, dude. Dude, back then, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't do, you know, they're like, you're going to go survive in the fucking wilderness tonight. 
so when ye old first war broke out uh, in 1916, Pilecki was sent to a school about 300 miles southeast of Moscow to be much further from the war. Okay. There he started the equivalent of high school and actually founded a new local chapter of the ZHP, such a scout he was. Jesus. Uh, there's a, a bit of tragedy about moving him further into Russia during World War One. is that Russia did not last very long in the war because it, it went under a brutal revolution uh, that kind of swept the whole country. And so in 1918, he went back to the country or the city he was in. He's like, well, that's it's, actually ooh. a little bit worse <laughs> yeah. than World War I. <laughs> uh, so he went back to Wilno, which was now part of an, an independent Polish republic. He joined the ZHB again. This time under a paramilitary formation that was focused on the self-defense of the Poland-Belarus Commonwealth area. Uh, they were in a pretty tight spot geographically, uh, Poland-Belarus, because there's a war, and then Russia. Yeah. So uh, they they um, disarmed passing German troops that were coming through the area, but they also were setting up to defend the town from the Soviet Red Army. So, at 17 years old, he's already technically in a world war and has fled a coup. And had been in, like, several scouting organizations. Unfortunately for him, Wilno succumbed to the invading Bolsheviks, so that just means he had to become an underground partisan warrior doing damage behind Soviet lines where he could. Because what else are you going to do? Yeah. What else are you going to do? He's 18. Yeah, you got to occupy your time. Yeah, you're an able-bodied man. So, uh, then he and his comrades managed to get out and retreat to Ballstock, a Polish town where he enlisted as a private in the new volunteer army. He's going to just not be in Dude, an army, my yeah. guy. <laughs> uh, he's got something to do. Uh, he's got a fire in his heart. And yes, his he does. So, like the third military org, this dude's been in by 18, and all of them were, like, brand new, and all in, like, new nations. What an insane time to be alive, you know? It's like, there's no other time that he, you've been so nationless. Yeah, that you know is crazy. I mean? Um... The so oh so then then the fucking Polish Soviet war kicks off, and the Bolshevik army under Lenin attempted to span the Union as far west as it could. Uh, thanks to seasoned eighteen-year-old veterans like Whittled, the nearly defeated Polish army repulsed the Soviets at the Battle of Warsaw and won the war, stopping Soviet expansion. Which insane that, that they did that at the time. Bonkers. But also Russia was like. Fucking, uh, just uh, a car just falling apart. Yeah, I say held together by popsicle sticks. Yeah, Yeah. and so they were (laughs) basically, they're like, how can we get as many of these rowdy young men killed in combat as fast as possible (laughs) the next three years? Calm down. Uh, he took part in some offensives after, and was also previous. Then he also briefly fought in the ongoing Polish-Lithuanian war. So, the, dude, this dude's just... Is like, who's up wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. someone in front of me, boss. Point me to the next fight. Uh, so the Polish-Soviet War ends in 1921. Plecki is now 20. And he's an NCO with three full years of combat experience in three nations and three wars. God damn. Uh, <laughs> he was transferred to the reserves. Dude, imagine his badges. Like, dude, yeah, hanging his, off his chest, dude. <laughs> everyone's like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Uh, he was transferred to the reserves, did his NCO school, and now finished high school. He tried to go to university at a school of fine arts. Could you imagine going to high school after that? Just sitting in class I with was other children. Just, just like, what the Just fuck? thinking that. I was like, the amount of shit this dude went through and just, and I've just heard go. I've the kernel of a man's dying yeah, scream. I've killed <sighs> dozens of men, and I'm going to sit here and learn fucking, like, geography or whatever. Like, come on. No way. You can't. Uh... 
The so I know I so but he did it because he's a fucking trooper. Uh, so he tried to go to university at a school of fine arts. I was like, God, such a diverse. Yeah, man. for real. Uh, but he had to stop because his father was sick and they didn't have any money. Damn, it was mostly they didn't have any money. But and he's just like, Oh, it's because my dad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he stays in the military. Obviously, becomes a second lieutenant in the reserves. And by 1923, and three years later, his dad dies. Wasn't that fucking sick? Yeah, I mean, not. On. Yeah, dude had three he, years left in him. Uh, and so he becomes the owner of what remains of his family's ancestral estate. Five years later, we don't know what he does, jerks off, who cares, he's being in the military. Uh, 1931, he gets married, starts farming and painting, and makes poetry, and has two children that don't die. This is all real. That's crazy, dude. That's all real. (laughs) I, I, I was like, excuse me, what? Uh, all the while he continues his training. So if you know any history, geography, or have been listening to the podcast, especially this season, you know that it's 1930s Poland. His life is about to be radically different. Uh, in this case, it's going to be the second world war Jesus in his life. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as tensions grew with Germany in mid-1939, he was mobilized as platoon commander in the cavalry, which back then still involved a little bit of actual horses. Uh, tensions grew to the point of Germany invading spoiler alert yeah. and his unit did their best to stop the advance unfortunately nearly his entire division was obliterated obviously not him so he got moved to a new one that withdrew to the equivalent of Lviv, ukraine in short order he and his men there with what little remained uh of his crew destroyed seven german tanks shot down one aircraft and destroyed another couple on the ground which he's God, getting it done damn yeah putting it, it work i was like how did he shoot down an airplane that's crazy then? like back then Airplanes that must were just been flying l- past it. Yeah. You just had to shoot a gun at yeah, it. You, know? they, you didn't have a missile. No, fuck they, no. The aim was your arms. <laughs> and he, they shot him down. Uh, so then the Soviets invaded eastern Poland because they signed the Molotov Ribbon Trap Pact and dividing eastern Europe, and they always wanted Poland. So now they are... Uh, Poland was not really in a great place to defend itself from invasion of two regional superpowers at the same time. As a result, his newest unit was also obliterated. He was not. The commander in dude, I was like, this guy has witnessed untold slaughter. Unspeakable whores. Unspeakable whores, dude. The commander in chief told his men to retreat through Romania to France. Uh, Pilecki was like, no. Fuck that. No. Like, brother, I've been in like six wars. If the enemy surrounds me, that means there's enemy in every direction. It's perfect. I can't miss. So uh, Pilecki and many of his other men decide to stay and fight underground in Poland. And then his superior officers rescinded the order because they're like, I totally wasn't telling you. Yeah, to no, off. I told no you way. to stay there and fight, obviously. Uh, so on November 9th, 1939, Pilecki and several other officers founded the secret Polish army, one of the earliest underground units in the war. He's now 38 years old, and he's been in now, like, four armies Jesus. and two world wars and four conflicts. Countless battles. Uh, Whittled, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the organizational head of the underground network, and then there's, like, the leader of it, effectively. He's, like, the CFO, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, and this spans nearly a dozen major Polish cities, all while working as the manager of a cosmetics storehouse as a cover. Just because, you know, he's like, I gotta have a job. Yeah, I gotta obviously. have a job. Uh, the group that he started 
uh, well, I mean, the group that the guy, the founder started was based off of Christian values, like any good Minecraft server. <laughs> uh, Pilecki personally didn't want it to be a religious group because he's like, I mean, what if like Jews wanted yeah, to be or something? Yeah. Or like anybody who's not. A you know, Christian. those people that are being severely persecuted right now, maybe? Uh, no, maybe. Uh, the, but uh, the founder, Major. Lardikovich, I wrote that down, which who I will henceforth only refer to as Major, thought the reason Poland fell to the Germans and the Soviets was not because their nation of 35 million was invaded by two nations of a combined 250 million with the largest standing armies on the planet. It was because Poland wasn't Catholic enough. We gotta get, you gotta get that uh, guy out of there. Yeah, I was like, uh, you have okay. lost your way, my boy. He's like, we lost because God yeah, wasn't helping yeah, us hard enough. Yeah, God wasn't on our side. I bet you didn't see that one coming. Uh, so the major wanted to remake the country more appealing to right-wingers in hopes of securing, I guess, more determined allies. And by the spring of 1940, he was already putting anti-Semitic and ultra-nationalist rhetoric yeah. in the disseminated newspaper. There it is. There uh, he's there like, I mean, it's the is. 1940s, brother. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. Well, I guess. <laughs> So uh, then the major engaged in talks with an underground far-right group that had actually offered the Nazis a puppet government in Poland. Uh, so that's the res- how the resistance is going. I'd be like, Plecky hold was, on. Well, he's like, wait, yeah, no, This no, is bad. No. Yeah. Plecki was not about it. So he went to the chief of a rival resistance group. They called it that. I was like, were they fighting? I Yeah, thought, were you guys fighting each other or just fighting the understand. same cause and not the same group? I was group? like, that'd be so leftist to yeah. fight other leftists yeah, fight while other leftists. being yeah. invaded. <laughs> uh, so he goes to the chief of that group, the ZWZ, that had called for equal rights for Jews and had gathered input on German atrocities. He's like, they seem more sympathetic to this yeah. cause. The ZWZ then told the Polish government in exile, they're like, hey, those guys are trying to hook up with basically the Nazis. Uh, so Pilecki told the major, he's like, they should just listen to the ZWZ and let them be in command. But the major's not going to be about that. So he did what all sane, healthy, and rational people do, which is publish a manifesto. Uh, in that manifesto, we said that Poland had to be Christian, and anyone who disagrees should be removed from our lands. I was like, what are you doing, yeah. my guy? This is going off y- the wheels. Yeah, wheel. you started out real good, real good, and then just quickly spiraled. So, Pilecki uh, refused to swear the oath of loyalty that was demanded of all the people. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened. I tried to look around, couldn't figure out what caused this, but... Uh, after a while, they have a meeting, and the major is like, okay, we're going to join the ZWZ. And also, um, Pilecki should, uh, he should invade or infiltrate Auschwitz. He should go in there and see what's going uh, on with it. What? And uh, I was like, I was a tiny bit sus about that order of events. Yeah, yeah, I just like, a little bit. I was like, I think Pilecki told on him, and then the Polish government exiles like, we won't fucking support you. Yeah. Rotten piss. I hope you're killed. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, fine. The ZWZ is right. We'll join them. And also, I hate you for telling me anything I've done is wrong. Yeah. So go to the most dangerous spot that we know of in the country. Um, so at the time, not a lot was known about the camp, even yeah. believing it to be just a concentration camp, which, you know, back then the principle was to put dissidents all together. They yeah. weren't like specifically torturing them always you know at least not in world war one when they were using concentration camps so they thought they're like maybe it's just that maybe they're just putting them all together 
Uh, the major was like, um, oh, no, it's not an order at all. No, 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 no. It's just an invitation yeah. to volunteer. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you'd like. Kalecki's like, no, you, this is Fuck it's you. clear you're trying to get my ass beat. Uh, but he's like, but I'm not a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> so he agrees to volunteer. Uh, it's often reported that he volunteered to do it. He's kind of voluntold to yeah, do it. That's uh, fair. He didn't. It wasn't like his idea. Oh, I should do that. Yeah. It's not 100% certain how he did it, but basically he got fake documents, got himself rounded up and sent with 1,700 other prisoners to Auschwitz on September 22nd, 1940. Fucking on purpose. Damn. That's fucking on purpose. That is a hard man right there. Like, granted, I get it. You know, the nobody really knew exactly what was going on in the camps at the time. It wasn't widespread knowledge, but still, just the idea of being like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna go willingly get captured and put in a camp." Dude, the I've read a lot of narratives about it. I've been in the camps. I, it's it's a big thing I've read about for a long time. And for me, one of the scariest things in the whole story is like specifically the cattle car ride to go there. It's like it's just such an unimaginable yeah. fucking nightmare to be in that suge- that situation. It's just, and he chose to do it to figure out what the fuck's going on. Um, so doing his uh, oh yeah, and while he was out, they promoted him to first lieutenant. And he's like, fuck yeah, you, fuck dude. you. Doing his best to survive the brutal slave labor work details and a case of pneumonia, he somehow manages to also establish an underground union of sorts that works to provide relief to prisoners in need, send information about the camp out, as well as prepare to take the camp in case rescue uh, arrived. I was like, what? How did just God damn? Yeah, that is a that is a uh, the definition of built different. Just like oh, for sure, he, yeah. The, it, this is a, is a picture- 1901 man. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Turn of the fucking century. So by 1942, oh, so some suspect that his reports had been um, that his reports had been to gain support to create an uprising in the camp, but he was never instructed to do so. He had even advocated. He was like, "Dude, this this is such a fucking horrible place of nightmares. Like, bomb the whole thing. Yeah, like it would be better for it to be gone, and it would be merciful to kill these people than fucking like keep this going." God damn. Um, which, uh, yeah, I mean, and he would he, he'd be there too. Yeah, yeah. So by 1942, he managed to also somehow cobble together a homemade radio to report on arrivals and deaths. And it was uh, it was only up for a while before it was dismantled because of fears of a leak and subsequent dis- discovery. So Pilecki's reports, however, were a primar- primary source of information for Allied forces about Auschwitz and the condition of the inmates. He was like one of the first people on the ground to ever get that information Damn, out. Damn, that's fucking crazy, dude. That's crazy he, town. He fucking went there on purpose. Uh, so the the Gestapo had some idea about the underground efforts in the camps and they worked hard to expose them. Killing any member that they thought they had evidence of. Yeah. And by 1942, there were almost a thousand men in this group, which uh, the scale of Auschwitz is yeah, fucking insane. Yeah, that's fucking bananas. And not one betrayed each other in any time anyone had been captured. Hell yeah. Dude, because he was, yeah, I mean, everybody fucking stood by this man. Yeah. Uh, Pilecki saw the noose tightening, so after two and a half brutal years in the most infamous death camp of the Nazi regime, he decided in April of 1943 that it was going to be time to break out and convince the resistance groups that a rescue could be organized. Uh, he was assigned a night shift at a bakery outside of the two walls, so he and two other men forced a door open, overpowered a guard, cut a telephone and an alarm line, tied the guard up, and left him in a woodshed. Damn. Man, I bet it felt so, so good, good to get your hands on that guard. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my man, God. I would beat the 
fuck out of that guy. And also, oh. like, like doing that while also what what I can imagine is, you know, um, these dudes were malnourished, fucking, like, just not Dude, in the best like, condition either to be able to do that. He kept himself in such, a, like, a, like, a lot. He got sick, you know, right away. And yeah. the conditions in the camp were obviously super brutal, too. It's like, I, I just can't fathom how much how he had a life force yeah that is a fucking that that man is is strong-willed at some point in this he was spotted and fired upon by germans and even hit but not seriously and he didn't stop uh so he flees east on foot getting help from a priest at a small village then onto a larger town where locals assisted them eventually getting to a polish resistance safe house that safe house was operated by none other than the very false identity that Witold had assumed to go into the camp with. No shit. They, they, they thought he was dead. He didn't know that they were alive. That's and they crazy. Found his thing and they were like, oh, sweet. All right. That's wild. Uh, now free, he made a report about the camp and then buried it at the farm he was staying. Uh, he worked hard to persuade a, resist, a rescue attempt, but the resistance groups didn't believe that it would be successful, especially because the nearby Soviet Red Army had zero interest in helping them with that. Yeah. Uh, Pilecki gets back into the swing of things, and he becomes a saboteur, and he gets promoted to cavalry captain. Oh, and I'm like, you're going to keep doing stuff right Oh, my Dude, God. Dude, it does not stop. Oh, Does my God. not stop. Uh, on August for this a movie about this guy would just be, be crazy. Yeah, you're like, fucking, no way he's yeah, back out yeah, out there you again. You would think that uh, shit was made up. On August 4th, 1944, um, Pilecki volunteered for frontline service as a foot soldier, specifically hiding his rank to do so, in the Warsaw Uprising, which was a noble but uh, doomed effort of underground resistance fighters' attempts to take over the city. Specifically, the idea had been to get the help with the nearby Soviets. The Soviets sat there by orders of Stalin and waited for them to be brutally suppressed because he didn't want... He wanted Poland and didn't want to deal with the yeah, resistance after. you don't say. So they sat there. I mean, they gave it their their best. It was like, I think like something like 30,000 men were involved in it. They killed tons of Nazis. Nice. Awesome. Nice. They died doing it. They failed. The Nazis burned tons of the city because of it. Like, most of it because of that. Uh, and the Soviets did nothing for them. Uh, but, you know, he survived. After two months of brutal fighting, the uprising failed, and Whittled was taken prisoner by the Germans and sent to a POW camp where he stayed until he was liberated in April of 1945. Because, of course, he's not going to fucking die in prison. Yeah, no. dude. He just he survived fucking camp. Auschwitz, bro. He's like, this is my second. He's like, oh, this is kind of a nice yeah. place, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Much better than my last one. Um, I mean, and he also fought in, like, one of the, like, the Warsaw Uprising was pure close quarters, like, killing men with machine guns and, and grenades and fists, and, like, he did it for two months. Never. Two fucking months. Never will I understand that. Never will I understand what that feels like. Two months. That's insane. After the war, he was sent to Poland to report on the situation under the Soviet occupation. He started an intelligence network, obviously, and began sending info to the Polish government in exile. Because after the war, you know, the Germans lost, the Soviets take take over Poland. Yeah. Um, and so, but he's not working for the Soviets, he's working for Poland. He doesn't fuck with the Soviets, uh, understandably. Yeah, I wouldn't he's either. one of, like, dude, like a thousand people survived the Warsaw Uprising. Like, so few people actually, That's... like, fought in it and survived. Dude, holy shit. Um, so he worked under a few different jobs and names while also doing all of that until July of 1946 when it was revealed that the Soviets had discovered his identity. He was told to evacuate by his superiors, and of course he fucking refused. 
by May of 1947, a whole year later, he was arrested by the communists and tortured. He obviously revealed no information. He was given a show trial, accused of many things that he wasn't planning, and was sub subsequently and unceremoniously shot in the back of the head in Mokotov Prison in Warsaw, and his burial place has never been located. No shit. His report was not published until the year of 2000. Uh, it took until the fall of the USSR for the info to come out. The Damn. one that he married on the yeah. farm. It's now very famous. It's called Whittled's Report. You can look it up and find translations of it. Um, and they did try in 2012 to excavate much of a cemetery to find his remains, but no avail. Uh, and that is the tragic story of one of the most relentlessly dedicated warriors that has ever existed in the 20th century. Dude. That is a hard man right there. That is That's a fucking... Insane. Yeah. Imagine if he'd been in, like, an army the whole time. Dude. Like, if he was just in the U.S. Army, you know, he would have been... They would have had, like, three medals of Yeah, honor. I was about to say, dude, that guy would be ingrained in our propaganda to this day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, a lot of his story was hidden, especially because the Soviets um, hated him. And yeah. so they, they blamed him as a murderer. His children grew up thinking that he was a murderer. And uh, the or being told. I yeah. actually don't know if they knew, but being told by the state. And uh, it wasn't for a really long time that they were able to locate that information and release it since the USSR fell uh, to find out like this, the true extent of the story. I wonder, and, uh, I wonder how that felt thinking your dad was like, well, you know, the cool I, thing I, was they were very old, but they were alive to see is the truth come that's out. That's fucking which is, sick. You know, they outlived the Soviet Union. That is so know? tight. That's yeah. what you gotta do, man. Thank never you. die. No, yeah, never somebody die. Somebody wants you to. Yeah. If somebody wants you to die, don't do don't it. Don't fucking do it. Live don't. purely out of spite. Damn, that's a good story. That Isn't is that a, insane? Yeah, dude? that is I an was insane like, story. I was like, is there any war this man won't get in? Dude, he, he was ready. He was like, point me to the next fight. I'm going. No matter what. You I was can't like, what if he me. lived? What would he have dude, done yeah. next? <laughs> He'd be like Mac V. Sog in Vietnam. He's like a 75 year old man. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. It's probably still fucking kicking ass and taking names. Just going one fight to the next, bro. That is crazy. That's a badass story. Yeah, uh, so that's it. That's what I got. Are we doing the season next episode or I, next week? I think so, yeah. Cool, I'm done. Yeah, awesome. fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. We you got, got a recommendation it. for the week? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, no, because I really haven't watched anything new, and I haven't really... I've just been working my ass off, so I haven't gotten the chance to really do anything new. Do you? Uh... I don't know, actually. Um, I don't think I... Yeah, I haven't really been watching a ton of movies lately. We've already talked about the shows. Did I talk about The Covenant on here? The no, was good. you didn't. You didn't. Yeah, The Covenant was good. Uh, that'd be my recommendation. It was okay. a good movie. It was, uh, you know, not like mm, the most realistic yeah. or detailed, yeah. you know, but it was... It was pretty cool. It was more about the story than the war shooting, but there's a good amount of war shooting. It's just like not very like shooting. high quality war shooting. Okay, you know? okay. I'll watch. Except I'll, for I'll... the end, there's a bit at the end. I was like, that was kind of worth the whole movie. Okay, to be okay. So, I'll, yeah, have to, I'll have to. I'll have. I'll have to watch it, and then we'll talk yeah, about it. Yeah, you have to check next. it out. It's we'll, it's really good. That'd be my recommendation. Talk about it next. Episode. And Jake Gyllenhaal did awesome. Yeah. Of uh, yeah, I saw clips on it on my uh, For You page, and I was like, damn, this movie looks really good. It's so good. And on it, I can't remember what the other guy's name was. Hold on. Let me let me do him some justice real quick. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, oh, Dar Salim. He played the, the, the uh, translator or whatever? 
Yeah, he was. He's an Iraqi-born Danish actor, actually. Really? Um, he is in a shitload of war movies. I'm seeing. No <laughs> shit. He's that's his bread and butter, baby. He's born in Iraq, yeah. but yeah, he it, uh, he did amazing. He was awesome in that movie. Damn. Like, okay. Yeah, you gotta watch that movie. It's okay, cool. I'll fucking I'll take a gander. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Be kind. Others be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Bye bye.